Welcome to The Buzz, the Unidos podcast, with two Gen Zs just talking about our generation. Hi, welcome back to The Buzz. I'm Shannon. I'm on. Welcome back. Welcome back to part three of our Q&A um, adventure, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to the first two parts, we're basically replying to some questions that we got on our anonymous um what do you call it? Like submissions website yeah. called Telenim. Yeah. Um, and we'll link it in the description. But basically, we've had this up for quite a while now. We had um, an episode about relationships that we really wanted you guys to send in some questions of. And then we noticed that people were still sending in stuff. So we thought we would answer them. Yeah. So, I mean, without further ado, let's just continue. Continue on with these lovely questions that we have. Yeah. And, this next and one, they're a bit random. They don't really have like a central theme. No, so, not at all. yeah. Um, this next one's kind of like a, quite a few um, in one, but it basically says attachment styles, turning casual relationships into committed relationships, bad habits, and lesser known methods of contraception. Oh, okay. Should we break this down? Yeah. I mean, the turning casual relationships into committed ones we kind of touched on in the first episode of this series um, about like moving out of the talking stage. And then I think we also talked about it in our relationships episode. So I would definitely say if you want to know more about our opinion on that, go listen to those. Yeah. Um, But I just pulled up an attachment styles um, infograph, if you will. Um, and I've actually seen some stuff on TikTok about attachment styles and like the psychology behind them. So basically there's Mm. four different attachment styles that you develop as a child, but you usually carry into your adulthood. So -hmm. these are secure, anxious, preoccupied, dismissive, avoidant, and fearful avoidant. So basically secure is confident, reciprocal, non-reactive, and resilient. Anxious, Mm -hmm. preoccupied is emotional hunger, fantasy bond, lack of nurturing and turbulence. Dismissive avoidant is isolation, ambiguity, ambivalence, emotionally distant. And fearful avoidant is internal, conflict, dramatic, unpredictable and ambivalence. Which are very like lots of big words. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so essentially secure people are like very trusting, um, like easily communicate when they're upset, very much like flexible in terms of relationships and like quite, as you would think, like secure in themselves mm-hmm. and their ability to form really good relationships. Um, anxious is your people who kind of get triggered and act out. They struggle to communicate their needs. They're very sensitive and their central nervous system is kind of, I guess, like so probably you're like typical anxious person. I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. Avoidant dismissive is like people who downplay the importance of relationships. They're very like self-reliant. They don't feel like they need people, um, but they can get very vulnerable when there's like a crisis. And then Mm -hmm. your fourth one, your avoidant fearful is like people that are very dependent in relationships and have like massive fears of rejection, low self-esteem, and they get very like insecure in terms of trust and things like that. Damn, so it's kind of like everyone wants to be the first one. I forgot the name of it. Secure. <laughs> Secure, yeah. Um, hmm. Is this like re- like romantic relationships or like I think, any Well, I think it originally stems from your family relationships into right, okay. your friendships and your romantic relationships later in life. Hmm. Um, I would probably say that I lean more towards, uh, I would be like a mix of secure, anxious, and the last one, what was the last one? Avoidant, fearful. 
Yeah, because like I feel that in my relationships, I am very um, well, not very. I can be quite confident in them, but sometimes um, you know there's insecurities that come into play, whether it's romantic relationships or um, platonic ones. I think that's like pretty normal, right? I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like kind of. I think as you grow a bit older. Um, well, as I've grown a bit older, I think I've become more of a secure person. I care less about what other people or, like, how my actions kind of, like, get interpreted by other people. Um, but I know that for sure when I was a little bit younger, so, like, say my late teens, I was very insecure in, like, my friendships, um, you know, whether, like, if... Like, am I being too genuine? Do they kind of, like, hate that sort of thing? Like, should I try and pretend to be different or, like, you know, like, can you relate? (laughs) Yeah, I think I, like, fall between, like, secure and avoidant dismissive, which is quite interesting um, because, like, in terms of my, like, relationship with my close family and all of my friends, I'm, like, super able to communicate my feelings I'm very much like talk Mm. about them and then move on um like with the people that I know I'm incredibly trusting and like very just like flexible with how other people love and like receive love and obviously like everybody's different and like some people require more time less time that kind of thing but as soon as like I think about or get in any way like romantically involved with someone Mm. I'm so like, I don't need you. I don't need to trust you. I'm very like, I put so many walls up because I'm Mm. so like guarded about trust being broken because I'm just not the kind of person who feels like it can be rebuilt if it's shattered. Like a lot of people can just like, like I think I always bring it back to like when cheating is like a thing that I know that you never know until you're in that situation, but like I just feel like I would never ever be able to get over someone cheating on me. Like I just yeah, me too. feel like trust is like the foundation of so much of a romantic relationship and if that's broken I just don't think you're ever going to be the same and some people can get over it and work through it and that's all well and good but like I'm just like not and I think because of that and because of like I have certain levels of trust issues with people I don't know I'm just so guarded and I'm like I don't need you I don't want to rely on you I can do everything myself I've been single for so long that I don't need someone like I get very like that Mm. so I'm like somewhere in between the two of them yeah I mean it'd be interesting I want to meet the person that is like 100% secure because like can't relate you know (laughs) um Um, in terms of bad habits that was the second or the third part of that question bad habits in terms of relationships like I don't know. I mean, is this like a, I don't know, biting fingernails sort of bad habit or like, I don't know what type of, um, you know, meaning this person was asking. Maybe just, yeah, bad habits that we have. Do you have any bad habits? Um, Yes. And it came up this morning, actually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have a really bad habit of putting exclamation marks in like everything that I write, especially (laughs) like in a work setting Mm. which you know isn't the most professional thing but I feel like I don't want to come across like too serious you know like full stops are so serious but (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, that's a bad habit that I recognize um, that I should not use more than one exclamation mark per email. <laughs> yeah. I've, I mean, I've never noticed that about you. Oh, really? No. But like when you when you read an email or like a message from me, like does an exclamation mark make it sound like I'm more excited? Yeah. Right? So like I don't want to come across as like I'm bored of like what I'm saying or like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also the kind of people that I'm the kind of person who reads into that more. Like mm-hmm. if you said to me like, hey, can you do this for me? Or like if you just sent me a message and were like, I'm so annoyed, I'd be like, oh, shit, what happened? But if you were like, oh, I'm so annoyed, lol, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's not that big deal. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, she's just like something's frustrating but like it's not actually that bad whereas I feel like I would know if there was no lol or exclamation point or like haha I'd be like oh no shit hit the fan um (laughs) I don't know I mean in terms of like my bad habits I feel like I don't know I used to be like I buy my nails very occasionally I used to be a nail biter but I've definitely grown out of it which is quite nice so now my nails Mm. actually grow um um, I don't know. I do like, I'm very fidgety. Like I always have to have something in my hands if I'm like on a call or I'm talking to someone, like I'm very much like that. And I'm also mm. like very much a like emotional eater. I would call that a bad habit because I'm just like, oh, I'm sad. I need food. Like that's just, mm. where, that's just where my brain goes, which I'm working yeah. on. Um, but other than that, I say like a lot. That's probably a bad habit. Oh yeah, as I do that too. As soon as you notice it, especially in these podcasts, you can't. Un- I, I apologize, and I'm so conscious of it that I try not to. But it's just yeah. a joining word that you use. Yeah, and I feel like the like. Oh no, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've thought about it, I can't stop saying it. But I feel that the habits that we've just described are very like us, like people our age. Mm. Um, they're quite common so you know it's like the internet age it's so true about the whole like when you don't say lol or you don't put an exclamation mark if it's just like a proper sentence you're like oh my god what happened yeah because I just don't I don't know I don't I don't message like that I don't write like that I mean I guess I do prefer very I'm so I'm such an empath sometimes where it's about the person if the person I'm emailing is super cash I will be super cash because I'm like cool I don't have to be professional with you let's just be friendly but if they're very like straight and narrow full stops proper like uh, language I'm like okay all right cool we're on the same page I'm I'm gonna write emails back to you in the same style everything will be all right yeah you hit them with a hey instead of a hi yeah I love that (laughs) when they say hey and I'm like cool we're at the hey stage yeah and if they say cheers to like sign off rather than regards or whatever I all I say is cheers I don't ever not say cheers I'm not a thanks I'm not a many thing it doesn't matter who I'm talking to it doesn't matter how annoyed I am at them it doesn't matter how well I know them my sign off will always be cheers oh right I have like different levels of um greetings and you know, all of that for people that I know. So it's like cheers is very like casual, like colloquial. I'll use it with people in our team and like some external people that I'm very friendly with. But usually I'll say like regards or thanks or I don't say many thanks. I don't know. That just sounds like a holiday card for some reason. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. 
Well, anyway, there's some bad habits for you. Um, and yeah. lesser known methods of contraception, which I don't necessarily know that there are any because I feel like everybody knows about like IUDs, the injection, yeah. the rod, obviously the pill and condoms. And I mean, yeah. like that's kind of all of them. Definitely. I think maybe lesser known is probably like not condoms or um, the pill because I feel like everyone knows that. But um, I would recommend like the rod. I had that um, a few years ago. That was really like it is sort of invasive because it's like sort of a minor procedure that goes into your arm. Um, But, you know. It's kind of like a set and forget kind of thing. Yeah. It was great. But then at the same time, it's very <laughs> – contraception is such a personal thing because everyone's body yeah. reacts so differently. I've heard mm-hmm. so many horror stories about the rod and it really? messing up. Yeah. it can Because it's such a different dose of hormones, if you've already got a hormone imbalance, it can be one of the worst things you can ever do. Because True, I have heard that. Yeah, it continues to imbalance your hormones kind of in the wrong way. So no, you're not going to get pregnant, but you might put on weight or you might – struggle with like your stomach and digestion issues or your sinuses could be impacted. Like there's so many effects that it can have, but the same Mm. with like pills are all very different doses and different, like, like strands of estrogen and stuff like that. So that's very personal as well. So sometimes it can just be like a journey to find what works the best for you. Sometimes people don't like the thought of IUDs. Um, Mm. I don't know anyone who's ever had the injection. Me neither. So that's clearly a lesser known one. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know much about it. it seems kind of freaky. <laughs> well, it just feels like a hard thing to trust. But I guess it's the same as like a rod slowly exerting hormones or a That's pill very putting them through your body. I guess it's kind of a similar theory. But yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know how they work. But there you go. There are your lesser methods of contraception. But yeah, do your research. Do your own research online. See what kind of like things that you vibe with and then go see your GP and talk about them. Um yeah yeah cool (laughs) this one I quite like this next question so if you could only travel in one direction backwards through the past or forward through the future as far as you wanted stopping whenever you wanted as you are right now which direction would you choose and why Hmm. I don't know have you seen um the umbrella academy yes I recently watched this and so I do think I've only this. seen season one don't spoil season two for me okay <laughs> but like there's lots of time travel involved naturally yeah. um and so as like I was watching the seasons I was thinking a lot about time travel and if it's something that I would want to do and I just feel like if I went I don't know that I want to go forwards because me neither. I don't see a point in skipping things that you could like enjoy I feel like you you would miss out on things that happened in your life that you didn't actually notice happened or like you end up going forwards and therefore like never saw, you know, the year 2021, the year 2022, someone turning X amount of age. Like if you move as you are into the forward, into the future, is it like those people never knew you? Like it's all very convoluted. But anyway, I would mm. go back, but I don't want to go back that far because I feel mm. like there's so much shit in the past that we've learned from that no one necessarily wants to relive so I'd probably go back to like either like late 80s or just like the 90s and I'd be so okay with that right so this question is like okay so I'm not gonna like bring the the sort of like physics of time travel Mm -hmm. into this conversation but (laughs) is this like 
you as you are as a 24-year-old person, yes. you travel back in time. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. I thought it was like if you could like visit moments in your life. So sort of like, you know, in Harry Potter when he like goes into people's memories and yeah. he can access it for like a certain amount of time or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like that because that would be cool and I would say that I would want to go backwards because that's sort of like a photo album that you never really have to take pictures anymore because you can just go back and, you know, see those moments, like a cool holiday that you had or, you know. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I feel like you're spoiling it for yourself if you go through the future. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So how far back would you go? Um... I don't know, because, like, if I think about decades that interests me, like, the the 60s or the 70s, they really interest me, but, like, in terms of how the world was politically for, like, Vietnam mm. I don't and, like, my parents and stuff, I don't know if I... I don't know, like, how does that work, you know? It would be so cool to go back in time and then, like, see my parents when they were younger and like how they met and stuff I don't know, be sort of like a fly on the wall for when they first saw each other or whatever that would be awesome yeah. but like you know they were in the middle of a war as well so that's not so awesome yeah. <laughs> um I don't know it would also be very cool to go back to like I am obsessed with like old fashion mm like 17th century, 18th century, like Victorian sort of. Oh, I like old, old. Uh, yeah, yeah, old, old, old. <laughs> Just to like see what it's like. I love Pride and Prejudice, the movie and the book. Um, so I don't know. Would be interesting, but as a person of colour as well, it's like sort of a weird thing to think about. Yeah. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> um, if you could shop for free at one store forever, which one would you choose? Oh, wow. Um, probably, I want to say Amazon. I'm trying to think of one that has like everything. Yeah. Is, is Amazon considered a store? No. Physical oh. store. Bricks and mortar. Bricks and mortar store. I would probably choose like a grocery store. Yeah, I was thinking like, do you go like smart and go like Coles or Woolies or um, yeah. Costco? Or so Costco would be a good one actually. Ooh. Because they sell everything. Because you can buy TVs and jewellery and diamond yeah. rings and shit from Costco. That's true. Because I was thinking groceries, like I could buy however much I need in my normal life and then I could help out like every other person that I know or, you know homeless people or people that are in need. I could donate a lot. Mm. That's kind of like rotting the system. <laughs> I would say either Costco or Ikea. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the, I feel like there's like a finite, a finite amount of things that you could buy from Ikea. Yeah. Right? I was thinking that. I feel like Costco is a good one. I think I'm going mm. to I agree. by that. Yeah. Um, cool. The next one is, would you say you're a creative person? Like, yes and no. Me too. <laughs> like, I have my moments. I think, um, 
don't know. It depends on your definition of creative. Like there's definitely parts of my brain that are like you, like I don't think if I wasn't creative that I would, like I would never have started a podcast and I would never have started Mm. a business. So I'm like there's parts of me that must be some element of creative but I'm not like particularly arty, like I can't draw, I can't paint, I can't sew. Like I'm not mm. your like stereotypical, but then it's like I love singing and I love musical theatre, so I guess that's technically like artistic yeah. and creative. So like, yeah, but like people wouldn't necessarily use that if they were like use three words to define Shannon. Like they wouldn't necessarily say creative. I think that's kind of yeah. Because I think creative comes with like the whole like art sort of, um, you know, having those really hard skills of like drawing or whatever um, that is associated associated with the word creative yeah but you can be creative like I think that the way that you think and you problem solve is really creative um you know there's different ways of being creative I feel like I've said creative like 10 times now and now it's lost meaning (laughs) creative 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 yeah (laughs) um I agree I would say I am but I'm not um but I probably lean more towards being creative which is why I think I did marketing because it kind of satisfies like both sort of um very like structured thinking and then creative thinking yeah so yeah I think you're creative because you can also sew which I love love sewing (laughs) that's great um would you say that you're a sarcastic person um I don't know I don't think I am what if, what if we answer this for each other? Because I would say that you aren't a sarcastic person. Really? Yeah. I would say because you express how you feel very, like, not straight and narrow, but, like, you don't beat around the bush. You don't sort of, like, add any syntax to what you're saying. It's very, like, straightforward. I think I I use sarcasm as a form of, like, humour. As opposed mm. to it being how I am as a person. It's not so much as a personality trait as it is something I choose to use, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, no, I don't think you're sarcastic at all. Yeah. You're just, you're kind of like too, um, like precious to be sarcastic. <laughs> you're just like, so like, you just love, like, you're just so kind and like gentle, but you're not Aww. really a sarcastic person. Cause like, you'd almost be fearful of upsetting someone by being sarcastic. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> Thank you. That's so nice. You're like a little puppy dog. <laughs> and I don't think dogs like there'd be certain breeds, but for the most part, I don't think dogs would be sarcastic. I don't think they would know how to. True. Oh. Yeah. Um, we've only got two questions left. We're almost um, done. So, yeah. So the next one is, which is kind of like a paradox, but which topic don't you like to talk about? Like on a podcast or in life? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess in gen in general, like, hmm. I don't like talking out of turn. So I don't like Ooh, talking yeah. for people of color or like the gay or trans community. Like I yeah. like, like I'll give some level of opinion in terms of what I can. So I'll say, you know, as a white person, I appreciate that I have privilege and I'm trying to like do my best to support X movements. Mm-hmm. But if someone was like, what's your take on BLM? I'd be like, I don't really want to talk about it because I don't feel like I can. 
Mm, I see what you're saying in that because I do agree as well. Like when we have questions around experiences that I don't have, yeah. like gender or, you know, um, my brain just went blank. But, you know, like experiences that I don't have, I feel like I don't like to talk too much about it because I know that, you know, it's so important for for people that have those experiences to tell their own stories rather than someone else saying it. Um, but at the same time, like, I think, you know, saying enough to show your support for those um, issues and for those topics, I think is important, which I think that um, I do quite a lot, which I don't think is a bad thing, no. but like, I don't try and, you know, pretend that I know what someone's going through. Yeah. I think it's like a, an acknowledgement of an issue is definitely like necessary because people mm-hmm. should be having conversations, but it'd be like getting on a platform like this and saying Black Lives Matter is good or bad because X, I'd be like, well, no. Like, yeah, I think that the movement is great, but I can only talk from what I know from reading or research or like mm-hmm. resources because I don't actually understand what it's like to be a black person in 2020. And mm. I will never. So, yeah, it's very much just like a, I don't want to talk on other people's experiences because I'm like I have an opinion on everything. Like you ask any of my mm. friends, they're like, Shannon has an opinion about everything and she will <laughs> willingly tell you if you ask her. But, like, people don't always want my opinion, which is fine. And at the moment I don't like talking about COVID because I've formed some opinions that people don't like like about vaccines and masks and stuff like that, which upsets a lot of people. So I just try and avoid talking about it to people because mm-hmm. then you just get into this like, Shannon's an anti-vaxxer. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. have a thought and feel some type of way, which again, it's like, I don't want that to be like something that I necessarily feel like I should talk about because it's such a like weird, like no one really has the answers. I just have an opinion. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a healthy way of looking at it. Like a a lot more people should have that mindset of their own opinions. It's, it's like, you know, you can have it. And then if you know that it's going to create some sort of contention with someone else, maybe just avoid talking about it. Like, (laughs) yeah, if you want to avoid that drama, just, you know, don't talk about it. Mm. Um, I also like, you know, that episode that we did, um, about sex. Yes. It's not that I don't like talking about it. I love talking about like sex and like, you know, talking about it with my friends, but talking about it on a podcast was a very like interesting (laughs) and scary thing for me. (laughs) Um, but no, it was fine. It was fun. It's good. It's always good to be out of your comfort zone because, like, I don't care. Like, I'll tell anyone anything. Like, it's it's probably not a great thing, but, like, I'm too open about a lot of things. But yeah. then it's, like, there's a good balance between, like, we should slash shouldn't talk about this or let's talk about this in a very responsible context because it should be normalised. And so you were like, yep, yeah, well, it's out of my comfort zone, but I want to because... I think we should make it more normal for people to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I agree with like I do like talking about it to in, in sort of like in not educational but like a very um, like sub no what's the opposite objective hmm. way. But I think when it comes to like sharing personal stories and stuff, um, 
there's really like only one person in my life and like that level of like anonymity with who they are <laughs> kind of freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, fair. I that don't want to, you know, <laughs> make shine the spotlight on that, but yeah. <laughs> um, all right, last question. What kind of food is delicious but a pain to eat? Mangoes. I love mangoes. They're not that hard to eat. Yeah, they're so about? messy. They go – I just – I have a thing about like my hands – being like having getting food on them like to a point I don't mind if like I'm eating chips and they get crumbs on them and then like you either lick your fingers or you wipe your hands like it's not yeah it's not really to that but like if it's almost uncontrolled like you eat a burger and the sauce goes everywhere or you try and eat a mango and like your hands get all sticky and like if you're not right next to a sink where you can wash your hands I just feel like my hands are gonna be sticky for the rest of the day and I just get like I just I'm not a fan of it so it's very much like I love mango but I'd like prefer someone chopped it for me. And it's the same as like, <laughs> I, I quite like prawns, but I cannot peel them. Ooh, it just yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah. I can't, I just, I did it once and I got brain on me. And since then I haven't been able to peel prawn. So I like prawns. I like how they taste and I have no issue with them being prawns. I just can't peel them. That is hilarious because I love like seafood and the sort of like guts of seafood is something that is a delicacy to me. So that... <laughs> That reminds me of the conversation that we had with our co-workers that we were talking about what's the grossest thing you've ever eaten. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) I was like, oh, I just want to preface, like, I'm from, you know, Southeast Asia. Like, there's quite a lot of things there that a lot of people would find gross, but I find normal. Um, Anyway, prawn guts are great. I think, like, on the same token, crab is really annoying to eat, but it's, like, good. Mm. Do you like eating crab? I don't know that I've ever like eaten a crab, like a crab, where like it looks like oh, a crab right. and you have to like crack it open and like get the meat out and eat it. I don't think I've ever, like same with lobster, I've never eaten lobster. Mm. Um, but that's also how I feel about chicken wings or chicken off the bone. Like I love chicken, but give me like a breast because like I don't want to have to pick the bones and like chew meat off a bone. Like I'm just not a fan of eating it that way mm-hmm. because then like your hands get messy. And then your face gets messy and it's just, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. No, I get you. But what about if you're like eating a mango in the comfort of your own home? Like, do you ever eat it like hunched over the sink, hands in, so you can like immediately wash your hands after? Have you done that? Well, like, yeah, because if I was to eat a mango, like in its full glory of like chewing it off the seed, that would be the only like environment Mm -hmm. where I would comfortably eat a mango because (laughs) I could wash my hands immediately after. And if it like spilt everywhere, then it wasn't going to matter because it's in a sink. Yeah. But I just, I I don't know. I just would prefer to like pre-chop it and eat it with a fork. Yeah. Same as like oranges. Like I'm not a massive fan of eating oranges because I find, I, I feel like oranges are a waste of a fruit. You're just kind of like eating the juice out of it. What? No, you have to do the thing where you eat the whole wedge and you sort of like rip it off and you eat all of the, uh, what do you call it? Like the, it's Skin? like pulp, but like I'm not a fan of like the stringy stuff. So I basically just oh, like right. suck the juice out of it and then call it a right. day. So the way that you eat orange slices is you probably bite it, suck all the juice and then leave all the... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not really eating, you're just sucking oranges. Yeah. I may as well just juice it, but I don't have a juicer. But again, it goes all over my hands. And so I'm just, uh Okay. Yeah, I get you. But not really, but yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't yeah. also think that oranges are that delicious. So like, I don't really go out of my way to eat them. But like, I love mango and I love the flavor of mango, but it yeah. just, it just, 
it pains me. Shannon, I feel like we have to like go on a holiday to Vietnam and I just have to <laughs> change your your outlook on eating with your hands because there's so much delicious food out there that you're missing out on if you hate using your hands. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not like I'll eat with my hands. I've never been a person who's like, I don't want to touch your food. I don't want to eat it with my hands. Like I'll happily eat like French fries with my hands, like burgers, everything, no worries. It's just something about things that are like particularly saucy or sticky yeah. that I just, it bothers me a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. I ha- like, I like um, food that you can eat with like your fingertips, like just yeah. your thumb and your your forefinger yeah. and like you pick it up, you eat it, that's fine. But if anything goes down past like the second knuckle of your fingers, <laughs> not <laughs> send it not back. Not about it, not about it. Or I want I'll refund. eat it in my own time. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, yeah. um, if you have made it this far into our series of many a question, um, thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed. And yeah, yeah we'll do this again if we, if we get more questions. Yeah, so we're leaving our Telenim um, stuff open and it'll be down below. So just um, chuck any questions or even feedback on this series if you want um, down there or you can reach out to us on Instagram, which we'll link down below as well. Yeah. But this was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.